Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tacova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovis.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. episode of the real down uh, i'm brad hicks and with us tonight we have jason broach he won the uh lake lanier uh kbf southeast uh, region trail how you doing jason good good stuff man uh as always sam jones here well not as always but it's the second time how you doing sam doing well doing well man good stuff so uh let's start this off by uh Letting the listeners know who you are, where you're from, well, what kind of kayak you're fishing from, and what you're involved in. All right. I'm Jason Broach. Uh, I live in Bluffton, South Carolina. Uh, been kayak fishing since 2007. Started tournament fishing from the kayak 2010. Um, been fishing out of a Hobie Outback since, uh, since 2007. Uh, fish KBF series. I fish Hobies. Um, in the past, I fished IFA, Redfish, Kayak Trail, um, just about any tournament I can do, I, I I generally try to do them. Yeah. All right. you have any uh, local trails that you fish? Um, not, not really. I, I pretty much pursue, right now, mainly K, KPF and Hobies. Okay. Cool. You still so, doing uh, the Redfish thing? 
I, I was planning on doing it this year, but the uh, some of the tournament dates overlapped with some KB, KBF events or Hobie, so I ended up not doing them. But, okay. uh, I finally figured out how to catch some redfish around here, so <laughs> getting tough. back into it. That's a uh, bucket list thing for me. I've never done that, so I'm hoping to get down there, get out on the bona fide, and uh, try and try and catch some of them things. Yeah, yeah, me too. They're they're the bulldog of the fish world. They, if if I only had one fish to catch the rest of my life, it it probably probably be a redfish or a big sea trout. That's awesome. Oh, okay. Okay. <laughs> I'm a smallmouth guy myself, but I, I love some smallmouth. <laughs> so yep. let me ask you this then. All right. KBF Pro Tour, KBF Redfish Pro Tour. You can only fish one. The prizes are the same on each. The entry fee is the same. Recognition's the same. Which one are you choosing? Uh, I'd, I'd probably still go with the bass route. Okay. <laughs> okay. What's the reasoning behind that? Uh, I think it's there's more challenge in a lot of different fisheries. You get the opportunity to go to. Yeah. You have to be diversified in that versus redfish. I mean, you got your grass flat, like eelgrass habitats down in Florida. You got your marsh grass type habitats, oysters from Jacksonville on up to, I don't know, Maryland and that way. So. You kind of know once you learn redfish, you have that pretty much dialed in, I guess. Mm-hmm. What to look for versus bass? I mean, it's so dynamic. It changes throughout changes the year. Changes, the yeah. All right, very cool. Good stuff. So let's get in your uh, past tournament su- successes. Uh, have you had any other major wins or uh, notable notable place finishes? Uh, I've. Made it to the KBF 10 event uh, three years in a row. Mm. I've won one other trail, KBF trail before. I won the uh, challenge championship for KBF in 20, 2017. Oh. Um, and won an IFA tournament back in the day. I won a few online challenges, uh, some charity tournaments, things like that. Um, all awesome. in all, I think I've I've almost hit the fifty thousand fifty thousand dollar mark in winnings, but wow! But that's that since <laughs> that's since two thousand and ten. I mean, there's you know obviously guys in KVF who the yeah. national champions. They've they they got that beat most of them. So that's awesome. That's <laughs> nothing to nothing to uh, you know shy away from though. That's a, so, that's a pretty good number. Uh, so you have fished the national uh, championship the last uh, three, four years. Yeah. Uh, how did you do last year? Uh, terrible at Caddo, or terrible in Louisiana. Um, mm-hmm. Three fished first day, and then a bad second day. So my best, I guess, uh, twenty seventeen. Was it twenty? Yeah, twenty seventeen. I think I managed eighth place, tenth place. And like the two different uh, concurrent tournaments they had mm-hmm. in 2018, Kentucky Lake. I I should have did. I should have had it won, but it just <laughs> wasn't my day. Fish came off, and it was it was bad. Yeah, <laughs> I still managed like 60 60 of something place. Got got a check, but 
I should have had a bigger check. Yeah. That's always nice when you can pull home a check, though. Yeah. Especially those long tournaments you have to travel for. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. So, I did a little Facebook creeping, and I, I noticed you were, uh, <laughs> I noticed you uh, studied fisheries and aquatic sciences. Yeah. Um, 2009, I got a master's from Auburn. Uh, 2014, finished a PhD, University of Florida. Um, fisheries, aquatic sciences, but my focus has really been aquaculture, trying to figure out uh, better ways to form fish, essentially. Um, worked with a lot of different fish over the years. When I was at Auburn, I did channel catfish, blue catfish, um, other freshwater fish. When I moved to Florida, it shifted more towards uh, marine fish, uh, different bait fish species, ornamental stuff you'll find in aquariums, uh, dory, uh, things like that. So can you uh, credit that the, those studies to uh, uh, your successes in tournament fishing? Uh, I, not really, but um, I mean, having done so much research and like writing so much, you learn to, in literature research, you learn to find things. So mm-hmm. there's certain fisheries out there in regards to like bass fisheries. I mean, people have studied it pretty extensively um one example focusing on like let's just say sea trout um back in 2010 there was an ifa tournament coming to a certain region in florida and i knew nothing about it Mm -hmm. um so i got on you know google scholar trying to you know just look through some research papers and i found one that was on spotted sea trout spawning aggregations and they did a study in Tampa Bay using acoustic monitors to go out to look for these drum and sea trout, uh, which they do during you know, their spawning ritual. And they set out all these receivers in Tampa Bay, and they, they showed it within the paper where they put the receivers and where they got the most pings, essentially, where they found the biggest aggregations of sea trout. So I'm looking at the map and going, well, there seems to be a lot of sea trout in this area. Maybe I'm going to go fish that. And... That was my third IFA tournament I'd ever done. Never fished ever before and ended up winning that one. <laughs> so, I mean, That's it can awesome. be, stuff like that can be beneficial. Um, yeah. And that, that's one instance where I, I would say it's helped me. Just learning to be able to find more information beyond getting on the internet and just going, you know, Toledo Bend yeah. Fishery Report, Toledo Bend Hotspots. Kind of take it a step further. Yeah, right. Yeah, I didn't know if that uh, like fish behavior was part of your studies or anything like that. So I thought that would have been uh, interesting to to hear your input on that in tournament fishing. So yeah. I, I generally have the opinion that fish are stupid, and <laughs> all you got to do is find them. But finding them, that to me, finding them is the hard part. Uh, it's the other way around. The fish think we're stupid. Yeah, <laughs> I, I, I'm pretty sure they do. <laughs> some, of, some of the stuff we throw at them, they're like, no, not today. Yeah, those so, things are smart. So. Absolutely. So let's talk about the mental side of things then. So, and and tie that all into to your tournament prep. So how do you, how do you sort through all of the information? What kind of routines do you have? And how do you prepare mentally for, for your next event? Um, it starts with, you know, those basic internet searches. If it's a fishery I've never been to, get on the internet, look at fishing reports, current, and from the past. 
try to find those general descriptions, what fish should be doing this time of year, what to look for, maybe a certain part of the lake to focus on. Um, check out Google Earth, um, get on there, look at images, current images and even historical images where lakes have been drawn down. Um, so you might find different structure. Uh, you can look to see how vegetation has changed over the year, the where it's, there's common areas where it's prolific, has been prolific, you know, for 10 years or more. So, you know, there's a good chance of finding certain types of vegetation. And then the main thing is just having at least one day to pre-fish and check out all those different spots that, you know, you, you narrowed it down to just basic internet searches. So... On your single day of pre-fishing, right? That's not a lot of time, you know. That's eight, nine, ten hours, depending on when the cutoff is. So on a single day of pre-fishing, um, are you trying to hit two or three different ramps and just kind of covering water, or are you trying to break down a particular area and really dial it in? Yeah, for every day of pre-fishing, I'll, I'll hit two or three areas. Um, and ideally, I'd always like to have at least two days of pre-fishing but with new job and everything it's maybe one day of pre-fishing or none at all but mm-hmm. one day i'll try to hit two or three spots those high potential spots i think should be good and generally what dictates me picking a certain spot tournament day is quantity first to make sure i get a limit and then if i got quality somewhere else i'll go try to get those bigger fish but in terms of KBF and other series, that for me, it's past few years has all been about points. So making sure I always have a limit for that. Very good. You, you typically only fish one ramp on tournament day, or are you someone that's packing up and going? Um, it, it depends on the tournament. There's been the most I've ever moved to a, during a tournament. I think I've tried four different spots during one tournament. Um, wow. I caught a fish at every spot, and it was just one fish per spot. But <laughs> well, there, I guess the last last spot there was two fish. But uh, generally, I like not to move. But yeah. I moved as many as four times during a tournament. Whew. Yeah, I, I, I know there's I a few guys. Yeah, I know there's a few guys that travel miles just to get to spots. Yeah. Like, that's crazy. Co- Cody oh. Milton's known for that. He'll he'll move and he'll he'll move fast. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, he's another good stick. Yeah, he's awesome. So uh, now that we're talking about pre-fishing a little bit. You want to get into uh, how pre-fishing went for uh, the Lake Lanier tournament? Yeah, I pretty much had one afternoon of, to pre-fish it. Um, coming back from Lake Washita that Sunday before, I stopped there and you know reading all those fishing reports is all about deep water spotted bass drop shotting and spooning and all that and i went out there and i tried it tried to find brush piles tried to find good docks or brush piles around them but you know five hours of fishing i had one solid bite and that was it didn't even land one so that was all the pre-fishing i got and after that i figured i should probably just go to the river fish my streets shallow water and just Mm -hmm. you know whatever happens happens so so you mentioned rivers. Do you have a preference, rivers or lakes? Uh, I, I like, uh, I would say rivers more, but mm-hmm. yeah. 
Chattahoochee, yeah. the New River. Yeah, there's there's the two awesome fisheries. Yeah, I feel like our rivers are a lot different than the rivers you guys fish down there. <laughs> yeah, we we got a diversity in the southeast for sure. Yeah, that's awesome. So uh, you you pre-fished uh, two days, you said? Just exactly? just one day. One yeah. day, okay. So five um, hours ish. Okay, so uh, it paid off at least. Yeah, I get. Got lucky. There ended up being fish there. And I almost had second thoughts at the ramp before I even launched. Like, maybe I should just go somewhere else. But. I, I heard on another podcast you were throwing a crankbait all day, right? Yeah, a little Strike King 1.0. That's my bread and butter. Like, mm-hmm. I know where to catch a bass, whether it's 8 inches or, mm-hmm. you know, in the case of Lanier, I got a 20 and a half on it. So, it, it, it'll get a limit most places. Gotcha. So tournament day, uh, you start out, you go out and fish. Uh, how fast did you have your limit? Uh, I didn't have a limit until 11.59. I got my fifth fish. I got the first fish about six 6.50, so 20 minutes after we could cast. Next keeper came at like 8 o'clock, and then one at 10, one at 11, and then one right at 12. And After that, I had two or three more keepers, but... One was upgrade, but I didn't have to limit until 12, so it took a while. Yeah. Give it a small fish in between. But. <laughs> yeah. So uh, I, I, I like to ask this question to quite a bit of people because I live in Ohio, and our lakes are a lot different than down south. And uh, well, what, what exactly is the was the water temperature down there? Uh, I don't know. Actually, in the, that part of the river, I think, I want to say it was 78, 79. It was pretty pretty cool. So. Okay. See, that's com- pretty comparable. I was out on the river last night. It was 77 last night up here in Ohio. Yeah. The, the main lake pre-fishing, though, was it was in the 90s. So. Woo. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you got to so, be fishing deep for that. Yeah. Jason, that, you were talking about throwing that, that 1.0. Um, were you just were you just covering water, you know, cruising down the bank with, or were you targeting specific things? Yeah, pretty much cruising down the bank. If it was a laydown or stick, anything like that, um, there wasn't much, hardly any current, but I mean, mm-hmm. it was slow flowing. So any anything I found laying down or um, sticking up, I casted at it. And I did find one little 100-foot stretch of bank that had a lot of fish on it. Probably caught almost almost 10 or so. Got one of my 17s there. Um, but, yeah, it was, I mean, casting out of everything. And there was a lot of things that didn't have any fish. But, yeah, if it was if something I could throw out, I threw at it. Gotcha. Okay. Very cool. So, um, I guess... What was the uh, water clarity there? Um, it wasn't wasn't great. Maybe a a foot or so, I'd say. Okay. Um, what what color crankbait were you throwing for that? A natural shad. So it looks pretty much just like a shad pattern, which I like. Um, I like keeping everything natural. Like, mm-hmm. I don't like bright colors for yeah. the most part, and dark. It's got to look like a fish or look like an an animal. So, I got gotcha. you. Yeah, match the hatch type thing. Yeah. 
And a, a shad's going to be found everywhere. That's why I like that color. So. Yeah, that's true. So how much so, does water clarity play into your color choice? doesn't sound like it does much. No, nah, my like when it comes to color, um, I keep it simple. I don't deviate too much from a shad color pattern. Um, and in terms of in terms of those crankbaits, it's gonna be shad colored. I don't like chartreuse ones. I don't like you know those bright ones or anything like that. Same way with chatterbait. Well, with chatterbaits, I'll, I'll throw a white chatterbait all day long. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, that. I could fish almost every tournament with about five lures. One of those natural shad crankbaits, mm-hmm. a natural shad deep diving if I needed it, depending on the lake, a uh, red shad ribbon tail worm, a white chatterbait, and I think I'd be set. So. That was something else I was going to ask you. How, how deep a diver were you using on that crankbait? I mean, it's a 1.0, so naturally it gets down three to five feet. Okay. Um, in some situations, though, I'll, I'll troll it get it 200 feet behind the boat, 15-pound test line, light leader, 8-pound or less, I can get it to hit 10 to 12 feet. And for that big fish, I was actually mm-hmm. trolling back to the boat ramp just to go to upload my four fish just to make sure I got fish uploaded, and she hit it when it bounced off a rock. So mm-hmm. That's awesome. But everyone, every other fish was shallow, 3 to 5 feet. <laughs> Good stuff. Interesting. So, uh, Sam, I know you you had a question for him regarding uh, the tournament and Scott. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So I was just kind of curious, you know, I got to be a spectator and kind of watch, you know, the stuff that was going on social media around that event. But, you know, Scott Butcher, you know, I'm a big fan of him and, uh, you know, as a buddy of mine, we talk from time to time. And um, I, I was just curious, like, how was it? being there during the event and the atmosphere uh, because that was kind of special you know you don't typically get to see that kind of exposure for the anglers and the tournament um, and obviously when you got a guy like Scott there who's a genius at uh, marketing and media yeah. <laughs> you get a lot more exposure so what was that like? It's good it's, it's good having someone like Scott who wants to get anglers out there and their recognition mm-hmm. and I mean he's you know, he has a lot of excitement when he does it, so he, I think he attracts a lot of people, yep. you know, viewer-wise and sponsor-wise. Um, good, great photos. He's taking a lot of good photos of me different oh, events. Um, yeah, it's awesome. He, he, he's doing it well. He he helped, obviously, with near, with Lanier, but he also was there at Chickamauga, and he did, did a pretty good job on that live stream as well. Yeah, I definitely think he's setting the example of what, you know, it should and could be um, at these events. So, yeah. um, you know, I hope uh, I hope others follow suit. And, and all these TDs, man, it's, it's a tough gig. And putting those events together is not easy. So um, shout out to all of them. But uh, yeah. I definitely think I think Scott brings a different level of <laughs> excitement to it. It's pretty cool. I, I don't know if that's going to be a uh, common occurrence for him or not. He, he, he made it sound like it was pretty hard work and it wasn't for him. <laughs> Mm. Yeah, yeah. I think he'll let he'll let somebody else be the TD, and he'll just uh, he'll Take run the, the media. Yeah, <laughs> that's awesome. So we got a few more questions here for you before we let you go. Uh, I like the I like to ask this to all of our guests. So um, you just caught a fish. Uh, can you run through your routine of uh, 
catching that fish and submitting it to leaderboard because we have a bunch of new kayak fishermen listeners and people who are new to the tournament scene. So we, we just like to get that information out there for the listeners. Yeah. So with taking a photo, I've, I've got it down to where I can do it in less than a minute from the time I net that fish if nice. need be. Um, and it's something like that. It's all a matter of keeping everything in the same position in your kayak. That way you know exactly where it is. I'll net a fish, left hand, hold the net, reach back with my right hand, grab the ruler. My phone's right there under my seat, open that box, get the phone, get the photo app already, you know, ready to go, put the fish on the board, take a photo, make sure I get one nice, you know, very far overhead one. Uh, the first couple of pictures I'll get, I might have my hand on it, but generally when I submit mm -hmm. a photo, I don't want anything in there but the fish, the board, the identifier. Mm -hmm. I don't want, you know, anything to come up during judging like, oh, I covered that or did something. So yeah. I make it as super as clear as possible. Make sure I always get one of those photos. And, and we just spoke with uh, Clint Henderson. He said the exact same thing about yeah. that no hands picture. Yeah, I think I think it, that to me that's a critical one. And mm -hmm. you know, a lot of people wonder how do you get it to not flop. I mean, largemouth for the most part, depending on where you're at, they're they'll chill out, especially the bigger ones for, yep. for most of them. Spotted bass, for whatever reason, they're the most sporadic fish you'll ever put on the board, <laughs> especially ones from, like, the Coosa River. Even yeah. worse than smallies? I, I would say so. Like, I, I think, wow. like, I fished Lake Erie last year, and the big smallmouth, well, big, 18-inchers, they were pretty calm on the board. The little guys are spunky, but big yeah. ones calm down. A spot of any size is crazy. It's <laughs> That's interesting. Bad. Actually, uh, Steve Lehman, he fished linear this weekend and he he caught a 20 and a half inch largemouth then like a few minutes later he caught a 20 and a half inch spot and it flopped off the board before you can get the picture so <laughs> yeah that sucks yeah <laughs> so uh, uh one last question for you I, I mentioned we have a bunch of people who are new to kayak bass tournament fishing you have any uh type of type of advice to give them for somebody just getting into it, somebody like about to enter their first ter first tournament. Yeah, just just take it slow and enjoy it for a while. I mean, it's um, don't have high expectations. Like, oh, are you going to be out there and just whoop everyone and win every time? Because <laughs> you you're going to lose sometimes. Not too bad. Sometimes really bad. I've lost a lot of tournaments. I've I've zeroed. I've caught one fish. Yep. So just get out there, learn it. You know, learn the routine, get good at the basic stuff you need to do, taking those photos, making sure you follow all the set times and all of that, and just understand how each tournament's going to be run, and just you know, get good at following the rules and the format of what you need to do, and. After that, you can focus on getting better at fishing, which spending the time on the water, you're going to get better at that. Mm -hmm. So just go out there and enjoy it. Pick the right kayak for you, whether it's Hobie, Bonafide, Native, whatever it's going to be, and just just enjoy it. Definitely. That, that is good advice right there. So, uh, that's all I have for tonight. If Sam, you got anything else you need to add? No, I think I'm good, man awesome episode so it was uh it's good talking to these guys and definitely some cool insights there 
So, yeah, I'm good. Awesome. We appreciate you coming on, Jason, and uh, I'm sure we'll hear more from you later later on in the future tournament-wise. And definitely rooting for you. All right. Sounds good. Thank you all for having me on. Yeah, no problem. Have a good night. Y'all too. See ya. See ya. All right, guys. Tourney recap time, man. I know it's your guys' favorite part of the episode, so let's do it. Uh, we have uh, results from five tournaments this week, I believe. And uh, yeah. the first one here is Ontario uh, Kayak Bass Trail. They had a tournament on Seymour Lake, August 17th. Uh, the winner of that tournament was uh, Michael Morand with 88 and a half inches. Second place was... Brian Morrow with 84 and three quarter inches and third place was, um, uh, what's, oh, 83 inches, but, uh, John, John Riccardi, if I'm pronouncing that right, I'm sorry if I'm not, but yeah, he, he, uh, placed third with 83, 83 inches and then Zachary Moore and big bass for the tournament at 20 and a half. Nice. That's a pretty uh, pretty decent little gap between second and first there. So, yeah, Michael, five and a half Michael, inches. Michael, solid job there. Definitely. Uh, second one we have here is uh, the Moyak Fishing Series. Those are our, our uh, good friends over there in the Missouri. They had a river team challenge August 17th. And uh, I, I think it was uh, – I believe it was the individual – tournament as well as the team tournament but i focused on the team tournament this time because i've covered interesting i've covered their uh trail uh, a couple times this year so the winner of that one uh was the dink slayers uh, Br- uh brandon price and devin matthews they had a combined score of 167 inches i think that was at a single day 10 fish limit yeah nice okay yep Dink Slayers, I like that. <laughs> yeah, actually, I do have the uh, uh, individual stats here. I didn't, I didn't realize that. Uh, the winner, the overall winner, was Brandon Prince. Uh, it's crap, man. I must have messed this up. My bad. <laughs> yeah, Brandon Prince. I'm sorry. Uh, 84 and uh, three quarter inches. Second place was Devin Matthews, 82 and a, a quarter inches. And third place was Eric Brantley with 80 and a quarter inches. Big bass was uh, Rich Rich Lowry with uh, 21 and a quarter inch bass. Nice. Missouri fishing, man. That looks like looks like some pretty good fishing out that way. I don't know. Yeah, what, do you know what river they were on? I was about to I was about to ask that, but I don't. I'm not 100 percent sure on that. Okay. All right. So. So what's up next? Mountain State? Yep, we got Mountain State Kayak Anglers Championship. That was a two-day tournament, uh, August 17th and 18th. First place was Aaron Finney with 92 and a half inches. This was a three-fish limit both days, by the way. Okay, okay. Second place was Blaine Winters, 90, 91 and a quarter inches. Third place was Stephen Green with 90 and a half inches. And Big Bass went to Aaron Finney with a 22-inch bass. For both days. Nice. So where's Mountain State out of? I don't know. What's I believe that State? is uh, Virginia. Virginia. West Virginia. Okay. My bad. West Virginia. Yep. So ninety-two fifty. What's that? And that's three bass, two days. It's what, like a fifteen-inch average, right there. Mm-hmm. 
Yes. Yep. Six fish, something like that. So they do make a. Uh, they do uh, catch some big bass out that way, though, for sure. Nice. Oh. Uh, next one we have here is the KBF South uh, KBF Southeast Region Trail Series at Lake Lanier, Gainesville, Georgia. That was kind of a tongue twister. <laughs> and that is that is, and this is actually a reschedule event. Uh, yeah. Yeah, this is a makeup event for one that. Uh, was canceled and uh, was kind of a bit of a controversy, if I remember right. Some guys were pretty, pretty upset about that. But uh, this was uh, this this was ran by none other than uh, Scott Scott Butcher. Uh, yep. ran this. He was the TD for this event, so I got to see some of the go lives that were going on there, and there's some some pretty cool shots were taken and coverage of that event. It was neat to see. So definitely. Who, uh, who, who pulled away with that one again? Oh, that's right. Jason, Jason Broach. You guys just heard from him. <laughs> yep, yep. Jason. He won Jason. with 85 and three-quarter inches. Solid limit. Single-day limit. Very yeah. solid. Second place was Tony Yang with 85 and a half inches. Third place was Barry Davis, which is a uh, bonafide team member. 84 and a half <laughs> Big bass went to Robert Harris, 21 and a quarter. So, seemed like a pretty good day. I'm pretty sure there's quite a few people that were going back and forth for big bass on the hour, I believe. So, that was a, that was a fun one to watch. Yeah, uh, yes it was. Uh, we got Mountain State Kayak Anglers uh, Northwest Arkansas Series. They had a uh, tournament at Table Rock Beavertown. August 17th. The winner was Cole Sykes with 83 and three quarter inches. Second place was uh, Dwayne Beatty, which we all know who he is. He's always yeah. in the top. <laughs> 77 inches. Third place was uh, Jeremy Van with 73 and a quarter inches. And Big Bass was Cole Sykes with 19 and a half. And that so, was uh, Natural State Kayak English, right? Yes. Nice. nice. There was a there was a couple of those guys left on the stage at the FLW Cup. Yeah. Strong strong anglers coming out of the coming out of Arkansas. Yeah, I I, I saw I, I was watching that leaderboard and I saw Dwayne Beatty up in there. I'm like, that yeah. dude, that dude is a hammer man. Well, one of my uh, fellow fellow Wicked Weight team members, uh, Garrett Morgan finished very well in that event as well and he's a natural state kayak angler um fishes that club as well and he's he's a stick dude he was he definitely had a shot to win the thing he had some uh some troubles um there at the cup with his uh drive mm -hmm. oh or he may have uh he may have done even better definitely and then uh the last one we covered uh for, from this past weekend was uh uh, Maine Yak Anglers, they had a uh, tournament at Wilson Pond, August 17th. The winner of that one was Chris Ellis, which I've seen his name a few times over the mm -hmm. last few months. So, big stick out there. He uh, won with 83 and three-quarter inches. Second place was Bradley Olouet. I, I don't know how you pronounce it. So, again, I'm sorry. <laughs> 80, he, he also had 83 and three-quarter inches. 
I forgot about that. The top, the top three here were within a quarter inch of each other. Third place was Jake Young with 83 and a half inches. So you had the top two guys tied, and then the third place guy was a quarter inch behind those top two. Wow. <laughs> I'd like to see the results for the rest of that to see how close that field was. Yeah. I got the link right here. We pull it up. Fourth place was 81 and three quarter. So fifth place was 81 and a half. And then the rest, everybody else was 70 and below. Wow. 79 and below. So yeah, that tiebreaker 1850 for Chris, Chris Ellis. Yep. 1850 as a tiebreaker. Yep. I'm sure, I'm sure uh, Bradley had like an 1825. (laughs) (laughs) Probably. All right. We got a few upcoming events uh, coming up this weekend that we're going to cover. And uh, if you guys are in the area, get signed up uh, to help grow these tournament trails, man. Get more anglers in these trails. So the first one we have here is uh, Mayo Kayak Anglers. Uh, they have a, a tournament in Bell, uh, at Belleville Lake, uh, Michigan, August 24th. So they they jump back and forth from Michigan to Ohio every other tournament, I believe. And it's a good, it's a pretty good trail if you're looking for good competition. There's there's a bunch of big names there. You got Eric Siddiqui in there. Uh, uh, Jeff Durbin, he's on the Loveland Canoe and Kayak team with me. Uh, Steve Hoffman, I know I'm missing a few other guys, but I'm sorry. Yeah, uh, no, I hear those are great events. I've not been to one of their live events. I was hoping to get to some this year, but it just hasn't worked out with the national level stuff. But interestingly enough, Brad, the first ever kayak event I fished was an online MIHO last year. Really? Yeah, yeah, they had some they had some online events last year, and I signed up for a month long, and that was the very first kayak event I had ever fished. How did you place? Oh, you would ask me that. <laughs> um, well, I will tell you this: I would have done very well, but I had some fish DQ'd oh, um, yeah. because I, you know. When you first start out, you make uh, silly mistakes and you don't read the rules all the way. Mm-hmm. Um, so I had some, I had some decent fish DQ'd, um, and so I think I, I think I finished in like the top twenty, maybe at twentieth, but yeah, I was like eighty some inches probably. That's not yeah. bad. No, it wasn't, but I had like a nineteen and a twenty DQ'd, so. Oh, yeah. My, my first uh, kayak fishing tournament I ever did, I, uh, well, it, my second, my, my first one, I got skunked. It was, it was bad. The second one I ever entered, though, I won that tournament and my biggest fish, the mouth was wide open. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm like, I'm a new guy. And it, like, I have guys still making fun of me over it. I'm like, man, give me a break. <laughs> well, that's better than me, dude. So what I did was I caught these big fish and they were flopping all over the place and I couldn't keep them, keep them still. And yeah. I was worried they were going to jump out of the boat. So I had thought I had read in the rules to where you could take the, the measuring board in the fish and put it on the bank and take your picture. Oh, yeah. Well, you can, but your kayak has to be in yep. the picture. And mine was just outside of the frame. Just oh, outside of the frame. So that sucks. Uh, yeah, but you know, that, that stuff happens. So 
All right. We, next one. Next event we have here is another uh, Midwest uh, tournament trail. Uh, uh, Cincinnati Kayak Fishing Trail. They have a uh, tournament at Paint Creek State Park in Ohio, August 24th. Uh, they they run a great trail out there. That's my trail. That's the trail I've been fishing mostly all year, and uh, I enjoy it. All the guys, there, there's some good competition out there. We have Kurt Smiths out there. He's always placing high. Bert Gert Haas. Uh, I don't know, but if you're in the Cincinnati area, you're listening, man. Get signed up. Head out there. Paint Creek's one of the most beautiful lakes in southwestern Ohio for sure. So. I, I always enjoy going out there and fishing. Yeah, I can meet up with you guys out there next year. Definitely. We actually had uh, one of your guys, well, a few of your guys come out and fish. Uh, Brad Oswald came and fished the first event with us this year at Cowan Lake. Nice. Yeah, Brad's a stick, too. Yeah, I, I think he did pretty well, if I remember correctly, that day. So, on to the next one, we have Indiana Kayak Anglers. That's what you're part of, right? Yeah, that's that's in my neck of the woods right there. Uh, yeah. Indiana Kayak Anglers, and not just Indiana Kayak Anglers. This is actually a satellite event yep. for the Hobie Series. So this is a Hobie Bass Open satellite. This is a TOC qualifier. Um, this is one of the biggest kayak events in Indiana every year. Um, fishing the white river it is kind of a gym here a little known secret that's not such a secret anymore um, <laughs> some big small mouth coming out of it already i've seen the guys practicing in fact you know my travel partner alan reed posted up some 19s and 18s yesterday I saw that. practice i mean just studly small mouth um coming out of this small little river here in indiana so yeah they're they're kicking that thing off saturday morning you know, you've got the, the IKA event for the Indiana Kayak Anglers Trail. That's their final stop. And then, you know, that's partnered up with the Hobie Bass Open Series. That's going to be an awesome event. Uh, Jason Young does a great job uh, with that. And uh, I'm excited to see excited to see what uh, what pops, pops off there. You know, you've got some big mm -hmm. sticks and uh, some young guns that are going to be tough. Jackson Orr. Yeah, one of those guys uh, you're gonna have to watch out for. So um, it's gonna be uh, it's gonna be a fun event, and um, I'm super bummed that I'm not gonna be able to make it because <laughs> I couldn't get off work. So yeah, I think I'm gonna go go and try uh, some Indiana trails next year. I think that's gonna be my goal. Yeah, we've we've got a lot of them here, but the two staples are gonna be Indiana kayak anglers, and then uh, the uh, SIAC group, Southern Indiana Kayak English Club, um, are the two staples there here in Indiana mm. and uh, run some great events. So, Yeah, that water looks good out there. Uh, let's move, on, move along to the last one here. Uh, there's a KBF Trail West region at Clear Lake in California. I don't know why I geek out so much about california bass dude but every time i see one Who that pops that? up man i'm like dude i i love watching these tournaments i don't know why i don't know if it's because greg blanchard and brandon miller are in it or what but if you don't know who those guys are they're like two of the biggest like kayak bass fishermen in the state of california so 
I always geek out about California bass fishing, and so I, I'm just excited for that one. I'm looking I think we all do, man. I think we all do. You're talking like any cast can be an eight pounder out there on most of their bodies of water, and that area, so many sticks come out of the west, but we don't always hear about them, you know, mm-hmm. um, because it's everything's so, so much centralized here in, in the Midwest and the South in bass fishing. But, man, you got big names from not only from the kayak side, but the bass boat side, too, that come from out there, mm-hmm. uh, California and Arizona. And I'll tell you what. So I lived in Arizona for a little while, and I've got I've got some friends and some staffers um, in California. And that is one tight knit group like. Mm-hmm tight-knit group and they camp out all together you know they uh they all fish together regularly and uh that's awesome uh, yeah it's a cool group out there so i'm excited to see see the results of that one as well yeah even their small tournaments uh that aren't kbf trails they they bring in like over 75 guys so Mm -hmm. yep it's awesome lots of good things uh, good tournaments to look forward to this weekend. So uh, if that's if you're into that kind of thing, check that out. And that's all we got for the recaps. Uh, I believe you will be hearing from Jackson Orr next, so stay tuned for that. All right, everybody, we're back with the one and only Jackson Orr. How you doing, Jackson? I'm doing great. Thank you guys so much for having me on the show. How are you guys doing? Doing, doing good, well, man. man. Yeah, good. thanks, man. We appreciate you coming on. Tonight, oh, I appreciate talk about you that. having me. Yeah, man. We're excited to talk about this uh, this event you got going on. And I'm excited to have you on the show. Another fellow Hoosier here. Uh, uh. Local <laughs> hometown hometown hero here in the state of Indiana. <laughs> Been crushing it. So, uh. yeah, it's exciting to have you on, man. Oh, that means more than you know to me. Yeah, see, well, I'm from Ohio, and I even I know who you are, man. So, uh. <laughs> uh. Well, thank you guys. Yep. But he's been crushing it for a while now, and I hear he's uh he's heading to the TOC. Oh yeah, I'm at Saint. Cl- I missed it by one spot on Kentucky Lake, and that was my originally that was my main goal this year, and I finally got it on Saint Clair. So I'm super excited to go to that one in November. It'll be fun. Awesome, man. Well, let's talk about this event you got coming up because this is a big deal, and. Um, you know, this is a, this is an awesome tournament that's going to be able to give back to uh, to some good folks and some people that are in need. So why don't you uh, why don't you talk about that? Because we've already got quite a few people signed up. I was looking at it earlier today, but you know we want to make sure that we can blow this thing out of the water. So tell yeah, us all that. Yeah, that would be so cool. Um, so two years ago, I was just kind of sitting down and thinking about like how fortunate and blessed I am to be able to do what I love all the time and I mean I've had a very blessed career I guess you can say fishing career and so I just wanted to use my love and excitement for this sport and give back to others who aren't as fortunate and do not have the opportunity to chase their dreams so I came up with the idea of having a charity tournament and my dad and I both uh he helped me come up with the acronym CATCH. Um, it means kayak anglers together can help. And so saying that, I truly believe that like the kayak fishing community can all come together and sign up for this tournament and give back to others who aren't so fortunate. So 
Absolutely. Absolutely. Like I said, I think we already got 34 people signed up and, um, you know, we still got plenty, plenty of time for everyone to sign up. So, uh, when, when is the event Jackson and when's the deadline to sign up? So the event starts September 13th at 6 a.m. And the, the deadline to sign up is just right before that. So 5.55 and this is – or 5.59 and this is all in central time. Uh, and it's, okay. So like I said, it starts September 13th at 6 a.m. And then in September 15th at 7 p.m. in central time. And anyone can fish it, whether if you want to fish or just donate uh, Canada waters or – um, the um, you, United States waters, um, all public waters, lakes or rivers. So basically, Perfect. just yeah. any public water. Nice. Them Canada boys are gonna be bringing some big smallies. Yeah, Mr. Tim Percy and Mr. Rich Offner already signed up, and I know they're gonna hit St. Clair up and get some good ones. <laughs> <laughs> oh, geez. Nice. Yeah, yeah I plan on signing up too. Oh, I'd appreciate that. Yeah, no problem, dude. That's awesome. So, all right. So, I fished this event, and I, uh, I'm i lucky enough to get first place. What do I win? Yeah, so, since all of the money will be donated to charities, I actually got some really amazing sponsors on board for this tournament. And right now, I have over $1,000 in prizes to give to the top 10% of the field. Wow. So, it's it's going to be awesome, and sponsors keep jumping on and reaching out to me, and it's just, it's a, I'm just truly fortunate to have so many supporters, and it's just amazing how we can all come together as one and help others who are in need. That's crazy good, man. Well, let's do this. Let's give those sponsors some love tonight, and uh, let's let's shout those people out. You got that list? All right, awesome. Yeah, so we got Calcos Fishing on board, Fishing Online. Bassin Magazine, I actually want to say something about them real quick, but Brad Ewell from Bassin Magazine is actually giving everyone who signs up for my tournament a free subscription to Kayak Bassin Magazine. Wow. So that's that's really awesome, yeah. And then we have Eagle Claw, Chokar, um, St. Croix Rods, uh, Picasso Lures, Bass Mogule, Dry Dock Marine, Tourney Tag, uh, Bayou Bug Jigs, Strictly Sail and Kayak, uh, Tennessee Valley Kayak Anglers, Ram Mounts, and of course, uh, Mr. Dwayne Wally from Tourney X. I just want to give him a quick thank you real fast because um, he is allowing the Tourney X $5 fee to be waived. So awesome. people only have to pay $20 for this tournament, which isn't that much at all. And then Money Mouth Baits, which is a local um, Fort Wayne company. And then Compass Adventures Outdoors. Um, and that company is actually, uh, it's, it's not really a company. It's actually a group that helps uh, sons who don't have a father. So they're, all of the boys, the fatherless boys, are going to come together and donate some of their stuff and make kind of a little mystery box. So that's kind of cool. And then um, wow. I have Mr. Storm from Dakota Lithium on board as well. So I'm very blessed to have all these sponsors for this tournament, and I'm excited to see who um, receives some of these prize packages. Man, that's great, dude. This is a perfect example of what this kayak fishing community is all about and what these brands uh, that are supporting it are all about. 
and man, you're amazing. leading the charge on this, and, and it's re- I'm really impressed by you. And oh, uh, I, you know, this I, is great. That means more than you know, Mr. Jones. Yeah, wow. dude, it, it's awesome what you're doing. I really love it, man. I I heard about it a few weeks ago. I'm like, man, we got to get this guy on the podcast to hype this thing oh. up. <laughs> I what, really appreciate it. Uh, my goal is actually to get 100 anglers because I really want to raise um, $2,000 to go to charities. So 100 anglers would be more than amazing. Uh, last year, I only had 47 anglers for my first year, but I'm very confident this year that we can get to 100. Oh, yeah. We need to start promoting it, man. It's only a few yeah. weeks away. So. Yeah. Yeah. Should be able to get that easy. Hopefully. If you're listening yeah, right now. You got to sign up, Paddle and Fin Nation. This this is a big event. Whether you whether you can get out on the water or not that weekend, you know, twenty bucks uh, to sign up for this and and to support this cause. That's that's huge. So, um, you know, I'm going to go out on a limb here and say that uh, at Paddle and Fin, uh, we're we're gonna we're gonna be able to throw in something on that as well. So and support uh, you support your cause. So, um, man, I I you know, appreciate you guys. Yeah, yeah, we'll probably. we'll see what we can do. We'll get together as a team, and and we'll see what we can do uh, to help support you and 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 get you some more prizes for for these anglers that are signing up for this awesome event. Uh, thank you guys. So, uh, going back to last year, do you, you remember who won exactly? Uh, last year, Mister Hudson won. Uh, Carl Hudson, I believe he's from. Mississippi I could be or Mississippi or Missouri I could be wrong but he put up 102 and a quarter inches I think so he wow. caught some big fish last year and then I'm pretty sure AJ McWhorter um caught big bass at the tournament at 22 inches so he caught a pretty big one as well wow yeah what there's some pretty uh pretty big names already signed up for this uh, oh yeah this it's year. It's so awesome to have like some of the big names on the leaderboard. Um, I'm I'm excited to see where this tournament goes and who all signs up. It's just been so incredibly awesome. Yeah, I mean, and it's going to be you know obviously the charity part of it is 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 the focus here, but it's also an opportunity for some people who may not typically get to fish against some of these you know bigger names to kind of show what they can do. Um, right. Some of, I mean, you've got pro level guys on here. Oh yeah. Um, and and just big names in the industry all together. Scott Butcher's on here. Um, you got Mike Cheatman, Cheatman, uh, Tyler Cole. Uh, let's see, Christine Fisher. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, AJ's going to be in it. You've got Dusty Yacker. Uh, a, there's a top ten guy from the Cup right there. Just won the championship up in Michigan. Um, you know. Yeah. Heck, Who's this guy right here, man? Who, Sam Jones? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. oh. I don't know about that, but uh, Brad Oswalt from Indiana, he's going to be one to watch out for. Um, got uh, you know, just a, a host of names already signing up, and, and, that, and that's awesome. Awesome. Hey, so uh, uh, you're giving the charities. Uh, do you have any charities in mind that you uh, give to for this event? Um, actually I did have seven charities, um, that, so how, I guess how this works is, um, the top 10% of the field, they're not going to receive, um, their money prizes, Mm -hmm. but they do have the opportunity, the money, like the money that they would have won, 
mm-hmm. is now theirs to choose out of any charity gotcha. um, they want to choose. It was seven, but a couple days ago, um, I actually changed that rule. Um, so I'd rather have people fish for like what's most important to them and what means most. So I'm just going to, I changed it to any charity they would like to donate that money to. And then they'd receive a prize package. Like I said earlier. Awesome. So, I mean, just to make sure everybody's clear on that, you fish the event, you place in, you said top three, right? Uh, top 10%. Oh, top 10% of the field. Um, Instead of getting a check cut to them, you're going to cut a check to the charity of their choice. Yep. Perfect. Awesome. That's awesome. That's awesome. Real cool. Uh, I, I don't have anything else. So. Yeah, right, I, yeah, I just want to thank you guys so much for having me on. This was an incredible opportunity, and I just appreciate you both. Yeah, no problem, dude. It's nice meeting you, too. Yeah, it was nice meeting you as well. All right. Well, everybody, make sure you're following Jackson on Facebook so that you can get updates on this. And you can obviously find the event on Tourney X. Uh, we'll uh, we'll post up a, a link to that on our socials as well so that you guys can find that. Thanks again, Jackson. It was nice talking to you. Hey, it's good talking to you guys. Thank you, guys. Yeah, right, we'll no see problem. You so this is uh, the part where we do our sponsor shout out before we end the episode. So let's go through this. Uh, you can. Uh, head to our website, uh, paddleandfin.com. Uh, we have blogs up there. You can see our gear, all that kind of stuff, if you want to s- just look through all that. Uh, okay. If you have any questions, send uh, paddleandfin at paddleandfin at gmail.com. Uh, we're, on, uh, in- <clears throat> excuse me. we're on Instagram, paddleandfin, and you can find us on Facebook. Uh, big shout-out to Rocktown Paddle Sports, Loveland Canoe and Kayak, Hammered Lures, uh, they do a resp- recycled pla- uh, plastics program where uh, you de- you donate your used plastic lures, uh, send them to the uh, address in the show notes, and he'll melt those down and turn them into lures for heroes on the water. Uh, Coyote Sunglasses, shout out to Fish Mob Lures, Southern Lake Company, and Mayo Kayak Anglers. And with that, tight lines and smooth paddling. <laughs>